0: 28 of the Stolen Signs Podcast. Uh, Let's see if we remember how to do this. I am Kendall Gilman, and I'm here with Harry Publicis. Hello, Harry.
1: Hello, Kendall. Welcome, welcome. Good to be back. It's
0: good to be back. Stretched our legs a bit.
1: We had things planned. They didn't quite happen. Schedules changed.
0: But here we are. We are here. The long winter is over. (laughs) Yes,
1: been like you know, average of 90 degrees yeah this during this long winter that you speak of
0: yeah it's smoky too Is it, yeah it's you were saying uh it's a sm- little smoke ca- traveled all the way to chicago Is that it right?
1: has yeah we've had a, a couple different uh waves yeah. of it but you know nothing obviously as significant as What's happening in your neck of the woods?
0: Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. Like, I definitely have a... Like, I can feel it in my nose and my chest and stuff. But whenever I think of that, and I'm like, oh, man, this is a pain. I'm like, oh, it's not as much of a pain for me as it is for the people actually affected whose lives are...
1: Yeah, it's still are... bad. I mean, it's bad for a lot of people. Yeah. So... so it, it's bad.
0: Be safe, everybody. And apparently, I lived through an earthquake... Oh. I didn't know that. Found out this morning that there was apparently a an earthquake off the coast of Oregon last night. So
1: there was one in Venezuela not too long ago that was this alarmed some people.
0: I think this one was pretty small, but uh Yeah. There's always the, the threat of the big one which would like yeah, supposedly kinda... like flood half of Oregon and stuff. So hopefully sure. we'll uh that won't happen for a while.
1: No. Yeah. Anyway, this is a chipper opening to it. Yeah, Australia. all right. So let's talk about some. It's been a while, so we're going to start with some natural disasters and talk about natural disasters. Which I got. I don't have a segue. That's not mean to any specific team. <laughs> I don't want to do that.
0: <laughs> well, this is in no way you, a segue, but um, <laughs> since we last talked, I went, <laughs> I went up to Seattle on mitigating disasters. I went up to Seattle. To the baseball prospectus event there it was hosted by uh, Patrick Dubuque and other folks from BP and BP Adjacent and um, John Chenneer and Jerry Depoto were there from the front office and uh, it was very fun. It was a good time. It was nice to meet some some folks and um, also get to meet some colleagues that I had not met.
1: Mm, yeah and, uh, those what are, are, are fun yeah the Chicago one because all the people who write for uh, the South Side site mm-hmm. the White Sox site no, they, don't, they don't live in Chicago really <laughs> Yeah, it all traveled in from all over the place like New York Vegas I mean, there were some local-ish yeah. people but for the most part it was it was kind of funny um, but yeah we had Rick Hahn for that that was kind of cool yeah he it's just funny. held, for, he, he held forth in an auditorium for, we, he would have gone longer, but, you know, he's like, he knew we had other, another panel. So he was like, yeah, but otherwise he could have gone up to game time basically, which was, yeah, yeah he's a good you know, one words, to get two talking. hours.
0: <laughs> yeah. He's, he's fun to listen to for sure. I think
1: that's the coolest thing about these is that, uh, you know, I, I'm not foolish enough to think that people are necessarily buying a ticket paying money to see or hear me it's the when we get these front office people that's kind of the thing yeah i makes these events and we've had the gms at a lot of them if not almost all this year and they even had gabe kapler
0: yeah in philly right yeah so and then there's a minnesota event coming up i think tickets are not available anymore is yeah, that, there, was like the ones, left, there was like a handful
1: left, but they was like it was a last call. So by the time you're hearing this, I'm 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 pretty sure those those are gone. That's a large event.
0: Yeah, that'll be a
1: big one. Yeah, yeah but yeah, this, the stadium events are fun because it's like you do get the front office people and you get that. this is kind of a, a, you should get a little more candor from these guys than what they seem to normally give, which is kind of cool. Um, but then it's fun too. We get to watch the game with people that you know we work with or we read our work talk about baseball uh i got to hang out with kaz he was he was in in the, oh, nice. in the states yeah he was all he was pretty much seeing a baseball game every day somewhere so that day was that, that was kind of a cool bonus
0: yeah that's cool
1: yeah and then we had a fun um you know talking about the conversations you had we, we had a kind of Timely conversation about the state of women's baseball and how far that game is or isn't and it's kind of funny because after that conversation, I happened to see a video of a game from the nineties a professional women's baseball team called the Colorado silver bullets yeah, it was something you may have heard of they yeah. haven't been around they 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 actually folded in nineteen ninety eight I think ninety seven was the last season they may have played some in ninety eight I don't know But they, you know, they're a pretty good professional women's team. And, you know, we were talking to some folks about how little the women's game is developed in this country because women are typically pushed to softball when they're like 10 or 12, I think. Yeah. So, you know, that's why there aren't women at many levels of professional baseball. I mean, there's been occasionally the Stompers have regularly employed people like Stacey Pagano and Kelsey Whitmore and, uh, Anna Kendall, Kimbrell, excuse me, I think uh, I'm mistaking with, with her with a famous actress. But there's a catcher. So, <laughs> but all three of them have played on the Stompers. Right. I'm not good with the names, uh, and they, you know, they're all on Team USA, and they're all playing in the World Baseball, um, well, the World Cup of Women's Baseball right now, and it, it's you know, it's, it's the whole notion of women playing baseball has been strangely. You know, foreign, like the notion that women could play baseball, and it goes back like all the way to the beginning. So we're going to link a book. (laughs) We recommend a book called Stolen Bases, which is um, the subtitle is Why American Girls Don't Play Baseball. And even if you think you know the answer to that question, you should read this book. It's very, it's very good. It's well researched and presents a very interesting, you know, reasoning as to why and how uh, the game all the way back into the 1800s with Spalding's involvement in it uh, negatively influenced, you know, women's uh, um, advancement, to put it mildly. I mean, women are, I think, explicitly excluded from playing in major leagues. I think there's actually, there's like, like, it's like a weird thing. There's like an actual rule about gender. And, you know, so there's, but, you know, women's professional baseball exists in Japan has the best league. They're also the five, they've won five in a row. And the first two, this is the eighth World, uh, World Cup. Japan won the last five. Oh, really? The first two were won by the United States. Do um,
0: do you know if uh, if in the Japanese league, do folks from other countries play there? Or is
1: it typically mostly uh, I Japanese? I think there's women? some players from Taiwan. Okay. I haven't heard of any non-Asian players in that league. but I don't know too much about it, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. maybe next week we'll know more. Right, because we're learning up on it. Because the, wo- the
0: women's baseball World Cup is happening now.
1: Like right? I'm watching the Netherlands and Korea as we speak.
0: It's being played in Florida.
1: It's in Vieira, Florida, at the uh, United States Space Coast Stadium Complex. It's 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 where the Nationals up until recently played their spring training. Oh, okay. it is like a Big sports facility. I mean, there's a total of, I think, 15 diamonds. Some are softball. They're all uh, field turf. They've put in clay mound chunks into the field turf, which is really weird. These mounds aren't great. Um, But it's a nice complex. It's a quality, it's pretty good. And they're using two fields there for this, the finals. And this is a big, there's going to be something like 47 games.
0: Total. Oh, really?
1: This is the largest field you know they've had for this event.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask um, how long because I know it started today, but I was going to ask how long that goes on.
1: It's a week, I think. It's just uh, seven or eight days supply. Yeah, and there was some rain today, so somewhat some of the games are going to start a little later tomorrow. One of the games finished early today; was you know cut off. Another one is actually going to finish tomorrow. I'm not sure why one was <laughs> declared complete and the other not. I'm not sure what the difference was. But, uh, it's, it's happening. Yeah. And Being it's streamed on YouTube.
0: Yeah. I was going to say it's, it's on YouTube. I will link that up as well. Um, I think it's like, it's got its own YouTube channel that you can subscribe yeah, the, to. The and YouTube stuff, channel
1: so. is like, yeah. Part of like this WBSC is the, is the YouTube channel, which is like the world baseball and softball commission or something like that. it's, it's, it's. And uh, so if you, yeah. their YouTube page has all the live feeds and everything. So everything's already scheduled. You can just pretty much just go to that, subscribe to their page, or just go to it, and you'll see when all the games are, and also the main website, the scoreboards, rosters, and all that. And it's funny, I mean, the, you know, we we have this in our database now, but the, the players range from age, I think, 17 to 48. There's a player who's older than me, Kendall. Wow. That's old. She had a rough... Thanks. She had... She had <laughs> She she did not have a good uh, good go at it today. Unfortunately,
0: is that uh, the pitcher for Puerto Rico? Puerto Rico, yeah. yeah. Puerto Rico had
1: a very bad first inning today, but after that, they played pretty well. The Dominican Republic was actually their debut, and they've never been in this tournament. They're they, and they flew in last night, and today they played Japan, <laughs> the best team in the world. Right. Uh, well, and they hung in there. They end up losing like by a significant amount, but they actually really. Kind of hung tight and played some defense. And this is like the game. It's not the power game we're used to watching. It's there's a lot more like emphasis on playing clean defense, and it's yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's, it's interesting. I, w- I watched
0: I watched a few like parts of a couple of the different games today, um, and it is it's a it's a different game, but it's. Um, it's
1: baseball.
0: It's baseball, and it's it's fun yeah. to see that. Like it's not s- softball. It's not softball. Not a bigger it's, field, and it's not it's, even softbally.
1: Like no, it's not. It's it, so, it doesn't. It's interesting because the diamond's huge. Yeah, that's the thing with softball. The diamond is much smaller. This is the full ninety foot base path. So I mean, the throws are long. The, you know, you're you're pitching from sixty feet. You know, six inches. They do have shorter fences for the outfield. There is like a regulation. You know, where they actually could not use the installed fences. So there's a second auxiliary fencing stuck in in front. I haven't seen a home run yet today, but I've seen a couple off the wall. Uh, So there's definitely some uh, range in talent, but there's definitely some good talent. And it's a lot of countries. I think there's a dozen or 14 even. I think it's two two groups of six. So, I think yeah, there's a dozen countries. And I think just Puerto Rico and the Dominican are new, which is surprising yes, that neither of them... Are teams,
0: <laughs> yeah, that I would suspect that they would be involved. <laughs> yeah. It's
1: like, wait a minute. <laughs> so, I mean, it tells you perhaps that even the other baseball crazy countries aren't doing a very good job supporting women in the game. So, you know, we we are hoping that we can do a lot more uh, on our own end. We're actually, in general, been working on international baseball stuff. But we also have you know, like Jen Ramos and and Martino Alonso. They they've been working on gathering data with Matt Denowitz too. They, they've all been trying to pull together international data, and uh, it, we've also been working on uh, what kind of data is coming out of this tournament. As a matter of fact, and supposedly flight scope is running and uh, flight scope is is it's, a, it's like trackman so you get the same same stuff from trackman it's a radar that's apparently installed in these two fields and eventually more at this facility but for the purposes of of, of, of me <laughs> um, what's interesting is that they I believe they are recording uh, the data now during these games yeah, so that's cool you know yeah, so we, we're in touch with those people, uh, and we're seeing if we'll be able to get some quality data out of this and kind of set a benchmark for where women's baseball is right now. Because with any sport that's in development mode, you see rapid development. I mean, you know, it, it just in the course of my lifetime, the quality of play in fish sports, all these, all the major sports, from soccer, hockey basketball yeah well like getting all just become like really big like track and field you know is huge international soccer's pretty big basketball is like probably done the best job so i think the best i mean if you're gonna be a pro athlete and you're a woman in one of these countries basketball has got the best i mean it's like if you have so if you have your choice in sports what's going to be the way to go it's it's going to be basketball like Monet Davis, that really awesome pitcher from the league world series a few years ago. She's, I think, focused on basketball. Guess what? She's really good at basketball.
0: <laughs> Surprise. Athletes are Surprise. good.
1: athletes. <laughs> she's just a really good athlete and a very good competitor. Even as a uh, teenager, she, she's pretty, pretty amazing. But you know, exactly. I mean, she was at the little league, big leagues, big league game at the little league park. She, she was there for that. Um, and you know, which is good. And major League Baseball says they're going to have a "quote unquote" girls' baseball event at a major facility next year. Um, so,
0: like, hopefully, a, like a youth girls' baseball league, I, or like did I'm they not mean, really did sure. They like what
1: they, I, I don't know. I think I, I hope that it's girls, like like young women, not adults, because we have you know, I have mixed feelings about all these big showcase events for like, teenagers and stuff. And you don't right. want to like scouting 12 year olds. is just weird to me, I guess. Um, but like if there are high school baseball players that are happen to not be boys, I, those would probably be some good people to take time to focus on. And if it's other you know, collegiate level players, you know, players at division three schools, there's players out there. I mean, Beth Warner works here. She's, she plays baseball. Uh, so we have, you know, there's it's not like a, it's not like it's non-existent. I mean, there's there's a pretty you know we're we're trying to put together a list of what all the different teams are in the country, different clubs, apply tournament leagues, but there's a fairly significant number, but not enough. It's so obvious, and this goes back to the thing about the silver bullets that 20 years ago there was a legitimate professional women's baseball team for you know that was you know okay they were playing against you know adult men's teams like like indie ball kind of it was guys who had been like collegiate players some of them may have played some minor league baseball one guy was like you know had pitched like at a fairly high level but he was like 61 you know it's like the pitchers were like 40 you know the best players were like all these guys who were you know 10 years ago at Western Michigan there were some guys in their 20s uh and but they were like the best like men's team in that area and they played against these women and they won but they didn't you know it, 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 they had to play <laughs> right <laughs> you know the, the pitching like these these middle-aged dudes and these 20 something dudes and you know, they're pitching you know junk mostly and and so but so were the women and some occasionally you know there were some decent pitches thrown here and there it wasn't like high level of baseball or anything but, but it was good and it was entertaining it was fun and the players were you know very spirited about it and it was good, so it was enjoyable and, and it was like, you know, Bob Hope was part owner of this thing. There was a total production truck for this, clearly, because this had like full production quality, two broadcasters, multiple cameras, and and you know, little packages, you know, interspersed, you know, like, and, and it was oh, the laser yeah. graphics, 1990s laser graphics, like that just made me feel so happy. Um, I uh, will link this too. it's a Vimeo that you, there's this game. You should watch it. Cause it's like, okay, this is the level of play 20 years ago. It should have been, it, it's definitely gotten better. Okay. But it should be for much further than long. It's like, I think maybe this caught interest cause it was during the strike.
0: Uh, and
1: do you know, after that, maybe it just kind of, it's like, we, this is, is this like the pattern here that if there's a break for men, in men's baseball, like with the war. Or the, sh- or the major labor stoppage that we we turn to the women at that right. point and be like, this is good, this is fun, let's watch this. And then be like, yeah, no, I never mind. I
0: think it's Afterwards, interesting. There's, like nice. I think when people think of women playing baseball, they think of like a league of their own, the movie, and the Rockford Peaches, and, and that league, which was from whatever, the 30s the or 40s, 40s, right? 40s and, and,
1: uh, uh, when the men came back from World War Two, Yeah,
0: and, and it's interesting that the baseball, like I haven't read the book. Um, the was it stealing bases, stolen bases. Stolen bases. Um, but uh, it, it's interesting that I think a lot of folks don't even have awareness that there is women's baseball, even. They don't even realize
1: that women play. Yeah. there's a team. There's this international teams. Right. Yeah, I and mean,
0: I, like, I I coach <laughs> um, my son's baseball team, and he's eight. And last year, the team that he was on when he was seven um, was he was like one of, I don't know, like three boys on his team. And then this year, there were no girls in the league. No, I'm You're sorry, there was two girls in the league at all. And so it's just like, even just that one year, you see, you know, w- girls kind of either dropping out of baseball or you know moving to softball but and why things
1: like that. yeah i have you no can't idea tell me but, that all of those girls are like you know i don't like baseball you right like, you, you, you can't tell me that because i know so many like women who wanted to play baseball more totally or didn't realize they could have or felt like they should have and it's like it's like what's why are these why are these children not playing baseball like why like I know that I was a scrawny little shitty baseball player why could <laughs> I was allowed to play right right it wasn't was skill you know, level I ha- I I mean why why you know like yeah like after like you go start everybody goes to puberty we have to it, it's it becomes different well first the girls will have an edge cuz they usually hit it first <laughs> so you have, I think that's like one of the first things is you know they'll don't embarrass the boys, it's their game, but it's not. And then eventually the boys get bigger, stronger. But I don't know, man. I see a lot of junk junk throwing people, you know, in adult leagues and stuff like that. There's no there's no reason women can't play baseball. And if you supported it and nurtured it like a proper system, then you would eventually develop real pro talent.
0: Yeah, and I think if you develop
1: real pro, pro talent, eventually you'd have someone in the major leagues. Like, yeah. why not?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that the whole idea is like, I mean, I think it's interesting on a, a bunch of levels. One of which is like, there's an opportunity for folks to make money. You know, like, f- like from this league, like that's I people will watch say, it. Yeah, people will watch it. Like people are we like, know, oh, she, nobody watches.
1: posted the YouTube like tallies from this morning, and like yeah. the Dominican Japan game had like sixteen thousand or fourteen thousand YouTube views viewers. Like, wow. like that. That's you know, and I think there was like another high number for the Taiwan game. I think there's a much stronger. F- like they're used to having professional women's baseball and they may know the players better. And it's also, you know, I think there's a more of a foundation, the U S games and the other games was a mixed bag, but put together even, but even separately, some of these were more than what you would get for the Facebook live stream of a major league game. So it's like, okay, that's not that many people. It's like, yeah, but it is like, it's like how many people can you get to watch a major league baseball game on Facebook? Uh, Well, about the same as you can get to watch uh, women's baseball championship games on youtube which one's promoted more right yeah for which sure. one has a narrower restriction for watching obviously the facebook one but so but but again it's like you can't tell me nobody's watching this and uh, you know, in cycling, you can see it happen. There's more and more investment by the major men's teams, like yeah. under the same sponsorship, under the same management, of the same facilities, the same aerodynamics and scientists and nutritionists, and uh, you know all the resources that you you have for the top tier guys who are going to like win the, the Giro, the Italia, or the Tour de France, or the Vuelta, the España. The same resources are starting to be applied to women. It's like because they're they're like, well, you're right. This is this is a great level competition, and wow, people will pay. They'll pay uh, money to watch it. Totally. You see,
0: you (laughs) see, uh, like the in basketball, you know, like the WNBA. I know it's like playoff time right now. Like super popular. Like
1: WNBA is like twenty some odd years now in existence. Like that's that's, that's, it's legit. Serious, but it's
0: taken investment, and it's taken you know, diligence in investing in the game and in the structures of it. And so now there's a league. So a
1: 17, a 17 year old pitcher for Korea.
0: Is that how Canada. young she was? I was like, yeah, I think she's she is, 17. She looks yeah. super young. Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, Korea came back from a, against the, the Netherlands. ones. Did they win? So Yeah, they won. Oh, they just really? finished pitch like the last three or four innings or something. That was really good. That was what, impressive.
0: What was the score? Last one, I thought it, it was eight to five. Or it 8 to 5 it was,
1: uh, they, just, they just took it off the screen it was, they, they won by a run oh wow like 8 to 7 or something like that cool um, but that's so that's it for today's play so tomorrow well sort of one of the games is being finished in the morning Um, but it's been fun I mean I'm looking forward to seeing more of it like you know you know hopefully getting some uh, data out of it too
0: yeah that would be awesome so. well we were going to take a little, short little break uh, and we'll come back and um, talk about more things but in the meantime if you uh, want to follow us on Twitter at stolen underscore signs you can rate and review us on iTunes or stitcher or Google Play Store or whatever if you're not already subscribed to the podcast subscribe and um, we'll be back after this stick around Lord, it
1: made me feel so tired.
0: Welcome back to Stone Signs. Um, so we just talked about the uh, women's world, Base- women's baseball World Cup, and um, exciting to see that tournament and uh, potentially get some data and information uh, from those games.
1: Yeah, it should be pitch speed, release points, break movement, All right. The data I've seen from Flight Scope Systems, it's base, It's a little different, but it's basically the same as you get from a TrackMan or PitchFX. It's a, it's like a fully, you know, it's, it's a full thing. And it tracks the ball off the bat as well. So it will give you the pitch coming in, and it will also they give you the exit velocity, launch angles, oh, direction. Cool. So, yeah, cool. I mean, that that type of, like, uh, understanding, like, what the distribution of velocities is amongst this population is probably my, right. like... How much of the top end overlaps with per, like a professional men's baseball? It's not going to overlap much with like major league top velocity. I'll tell you that right now. Big leaguers throw hard. They do,
0: and harder. <laughs> so hard and harder.
1: Actually, throwing less hard this year, sir. Is that right? That's right. Pitchers are not throwing as hard as they used to. Because pitchers they're... are no longer pitchers; they're your, they're your shortstop. <laughs> or your backup left fielder or your assistant trainer is so are you is yeah, because, what, because are what you saying
0: because position players are pitching pitch watering it's watering
1: down the velocity pool
0: <laughs> so like overall velocity is down sort of
1: yeah in a way
0: is, yeah is that enough of a sample because i mean like in terms of the total number of pitches like they don't it's an, it's, me, right? well, it's,
1: well, what well no i mean i'm not talking about like the overall league averages you're right but i'm saying like what percentage of the population hits like a certain velocity
0: oh i see what you're saying
1: like how many guys hit a hundred you know that's count. well guess mm-hmm. i'm gonna make a guess listeners you can guess along at home
0: so how what many... percentage
1: what percentage of pitchers who appeared in the major league storing Last season, this season, what percentage through at least one pitch that was over 100, not ninety nine point nine 100 under the uh, 55-foot release point estimate using our uh, corrections and whatnot? Uh, I would say... You're thinking too much already, I can tell. That like just... 1%? What? That's actually a very good guess 10 years ago.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so more than so how many so check this
1: out in 2008 okay. 2007's anomalous there's like seattle system and things like that were running really hot at times and i don't think we ever really fixed that uh so starting in 2008 1.5 percent of the pitchers who appeared in the 2008 season touched up or you know hit 100 or more at least once
0: What's the same? That's number of. What's the number of? That's
1: ten guys out of six hundred
0: and fifty-one. Okay. So there were six hundred and fifty-one qualifiers, not just
1: qualifiers, appearers, appearers, pitchers
0: who pitched in the big pitchers
1: who pitched. Yes, six hundred and fifty-one in two thousand eight. Now you know, one point five percent, ten pitchers. You know, and you go to this year so far, it's 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 forty-eight. Wow. Yeah, it went from ten to twenty. It, just from two thousand eight to two thousand nine went from ten to twenty. It didn't double again until two thousand fourteen was up to forty three. And some kind of stable then, jumped to fifty three last year. And we're down to forty eight this year. I think it's cause we haven't seen September random uh flamethrowers show <laughs> up yet. Right. So
0: fifty last year, fifty three individual, individual pitchers
1: are yes, triple. Digits. Yeah. That that that's what my uh Wow, just at least once. It could be a little bit of a high reading. Yeah, I mean, let's just see what the list is.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask. Like, I mean, obviously the no- the names that you would expect would be on there, but I wonder who's on that list.
1: Going to be guys you know, and some guys you're going to be surprised by.
0: I could probably name like ten off the top of my
1: head. Maybe Ron Guerrero. Right, that's the first guy that comes to mind. Who? See Ron Guerrero, is that what he said? Guerrero, I don't know if he pitched last year or not, but he throws like 104, <laughs> dude. <laughs> it's
0: yeah.
1: like yeah. this year, people are throwing 102, 103 with their two seamer, right? Like, I've I've noticed, and I think he was doing it last year at Raldas Chapman, does throw a two seam fastball with uh, with some regularity. And uh, Hicks guy, he's like 104, 102, and it's mostly two seamers. Okay, so yeah, there's like there's there's more it it's uh you like glass now will hit a hundred here and there. Yeah, it's forty eight guys. Okay, this is great. Ah I love it. Okay, this Tehran Guerrero this year has actually hit hit hundred uh more than Chapman has.
0: No kidding.
1: Yeah, two times. Who does he pitch for? More. Uh I think Miami. Why don't you all come up? So Jordan Hicks has almost six hundred yeah, pitches over a hundred then Guerrero, Chapman, Felipe Vasquez. Joe Kelly. Okay. Severino. Okay. Jose Alvarado. Mm. There you go. Otani. Okay. We've heard of him. You may have heard of him <laughs> if you listen to our show. That's Shohei Otani. Star of Stolen Sign Podcast. That's right. The Shohei Otani show featuring Shohei Otani. Frequent guest Shohei. <laughs> Uh, Noah Sindergaard, yes. Mr. Glassnow Betances Ryan Stanek Okay Edwin Diaz Yes Blake Trinan Robert Stock Sure Okay, see, so there you go Chris Sale Sir Anthony Dominguez mm-hmm. Lee Trevino. I'm sorry, that's Lou Trevino, <laughs> Lee Trevino <laughs> the golfer Although he probably did hit 100 Ray Black Brandon Morrow, Mike Voltschinezewicz. Uh, <laughs> faulty, I think we call it. <laughs> Mike. Uh, Tanner Rainey, okay. C- Garrett Cole. I'm going to go fast. I'm going to make everybody listen to all these names, suckers. Garrett Cole, Gerson Bautista, Bruce Rondon, Justin Anderson, Tanner Scott, Brandon Moore, Araudas Viscaeno, Walker Bueller, Diego Castillo, Luis Garcia, Nathan Ivaldi, Michael Myers, Thiago, Reve- Thiago Vieira, Ken Giles. Alex Minter, he's left-handed. Hector Rondon, Daniel Altavia, Jairus Familia, Dia, Diaz Navarrosas. I'm just mangling as many yeah, names.
0: Say as people probably all-
1: <laughs> like all the hate mail. Like did you, you offended my my entire heritage. Uh, Paxton, Corey Nebel, German Marquez, Craig Kimbrell, Miguel Castro. These guys have just hit once. So grains of salt. Rossio Ra- Iglesias and Yaxel Rios. I mean <laughs> that that's. That's a lot of people. Yeah, but you're you're like, oh, yeah, that guy throws hard as hell. Yeah, you're right, you know. Yeah, well, there's so many. Isn't that crazy? Like 100 miles per hour, you should be like, oh, my God, this is a unicorn. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, yeah, really? There's one on every team. Yawn.
0: Yeah, totally. So do you think that this is partially to do with the disabled list? manipulation
1: oh no, i don't know i think people are just training better and getting better fitness and fitness are smarter throw harder and stronger people are getting bigger uh pitchers are throwing shorter amounts of time i mean like there's more pictures i mean yeah i mean the number of pitchers per game has gone up during the same 10 years from 7.8 to 8.5 you know, and the number of innings is roughly 9.2, so it's not like the games are longer or shorter or anything, but it's like there's an extra pitcher per game, roughly speaking. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, that's not a lot, but it's a lot. You know, I mean, we know that starters don't go as deep and whatnot. So,
0: so it may have more to do with roster construction.
1: You know, and many, many more guys so far. I mean, we've gone from 1% to, like, 7%. If, it's, if you get rid of all the position players, we're over 7% of pitchers can throw that 95 this is great over 95 it was under half it was 45 percent, 49 percent, and then by 2010 it was over 50 it was 53 then it was rapidly up to like 58 60 and it's kind of stable 64 62 64 64 last couple of years again with the position player influx you have an issue there um it, it's so you've a lot most pitchers throw can throw over ninety-five miles an hour now. Most, virtually all, throw over ninety, and that hasn't really changed. It's gone up probably if you take the position players out, probably to ninety-five from ninety-three, maybe a couple percentage points more. But the big jump has been. So it's like the game was really hard throwing people. You know, throwing ninety,
0: right,
1: was you know ninety used to be really hard. Like you look back at old yeah. time baseball, you like the pitchers were throwing in the seventies and eighties a lot. Yeah, 90s I, it was, was like strong. gas. Not, I, you threw 90, it was a big deal. Yeah. Like, wow, they have everybody, they have three relievers who throw 90. You know, it's like, oh my God. Now it's like, wow, is everybody hurt? What's going on? Is this like your, your? are they all side armors? Is it what they throw? knuckle like 90. That's the, those are sliders, right? You mean they're sliders 90 because you can't throw 90 out of the bullpen. Um, but the, you, you know.
0: Yeah, well, it, well, like last night was <laughs> Michael Kopek, I think that's how you say his name.
1: Yeah, uh, his debut. Yeah, don't mess up people's teams Yeah, I know
0: it's it's a shame to do that. <laughs> but he question. was. Th- I mean, he throws gas. Like he's been theoretically he throw- clocked at 105 in the minors or something. But that
1: was that, that was that that was not true.
0: Well, he throws over 100 for sure. Yeah, he's one of the seven percent. So that
1: was not close to 105.
0: But he threw a in the game like a 91-mile-an-hour hour changeup.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, bit. those are not that unusual anymore. Isn't this that is weird? like, what?
0: It was, and it, I mean, it totally buckled. I don't remember who it was, some lefty, like just buckled. That used sneeze. to be
1: a good fastball.
0: Yeah. That's yeah. your off-speed Crazy. Pitch.
1: And because and and it has some type of depth to it. I mean, that's, that's the other thing. These things aren't just a straight change. They're turning the ball over a little. So, you know.
0: All right, Harry, I've got a a little side question here. Mm -hmm. So, um, one of my favorite pitchers is uh, Kevin Gosman, and he recently got traded to the Braves, and he, I believe, um, has been, like, kicking ass for the Braves. I watched a little bit of his last start. What do you think about – so, when – and, and then there's another kind of example of this would be like Cole Hamels switching teams and kicking ass for the Cubs. Um, yeah, it could be anything,
1: right?
0: Like, is, do you think that that is a, a potentially, a, and it potentially could be any of these things, but a product of like a change in environment, like a mental thing or coaching or like last year when Verlander went to the Astros, there was definitely an uptick in his, you know, I would I
1: would look to see if there's differences and you, you should then you could these are questions that could be empirically answered, I think. You can we can look at the difference in their pitch mix. Like are they throwing different pitches? Like just percentage wise? Right. Are they, then you look at you know are they throwing at different different locations? Are they throwing in different sequences, different counts? Are they you know, are, are you see it when pitchers change teams and it could be uh the lack of something being done, like don't use that pitch. But you go to the new team, they're like, yeah, whatever, throw what you want.
0: Right, like the Jake uh, Arrieta effect. Like, uh, like you don't know.
1: However you want, dude. Yeah, no. Well, you know, but th- there's definitely a. It's hard to say. It's like it could just be they got they just happening it better. It could be like you know I'm happier here now and I'm not as distracted. You know, and and because uh, I really firmly believe that players don't perform as well as no- they can when. Right. It just they they just don't they're not happy. And maybe getting into a playoff race really makes you focus. But yeah. a lot of those things sound just sound good and like art make for good, you know, chat. But the reality is for a pitcher in particular, you can go and look. And sometimes maybe like, yeah, they just you know, who knows? Look look at the catchers. Like, are they better framers? You know, if you're going to the Cubs you're not upgrading your framing, so it wasn't that for Cole Hambles. Um but, you know, maybe it was maybe is pitch calling you know maybe it was just nothing at all maybe it's just coincidence that he's just been working on his stuff and getting better as you know the season's gone on he added a new pitch and it's maybe just you know maybe everything's kind of coming together maybe his changeup didn't feel great and he's just just starting to get it and the Cubs were like oh by the way you're on our team now so our advanced scout said you're getting better and maybe we should take a chance and you're just getting that because you anticipate you projected him correctly for the short term based right. on good scouting right. or it could be you changed something it's or you like deep dish pizza correct <laughs> i i don't know um but i think the the, the fun thing to do is to look at the player before and after the trade
0: Right, and just kind of look at look at the, the data usage. that we have. Yeah, look yeah.
1: at the data. Look at usage related things, whether it's selection, you know, mix of mix of pitches, counts you throw them on, or location where you're going with it. And with hitters, it's kind of a similar thing. You may look at where they swing, what they swing at. They make some you know measurable changes to their approach. Because um, if you change your swing, you probably. Changing where you what parts of the plate you're covering better, I would guess. So you may be able to, you know, it's not just approach. It could be mechanics. What, what's the difference at a certain point? But there's definitely, you know, probably more you can do with pitchers. You know, but right. probably try with hitters too.
0: Right. Well, thank you for uh, entertaining
1: that's good, my. It's a good tangent. Question. I like question. That's, that's a that's a I like I like tangents. Mm. Tangents are are what fill time mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: that's, that's what we're trying to do here yeah, <laughs> no
1: we're not just trying to fill time just keep, stay tuned for more filler yeah. um, <laughs> We market this like terribly um, in, in in episode marketing we're going to downgrades. so yes yeah, so, okay so there's definitely changes in in how pictures are used definitely so yeah. all the stuff mixing together creates some interesting patterns but everybody's throwing harder and pitchers do change when their environment changes. And I think you had some interesting thoughts about...
0: Yeah, well, I was just thinking... Thoughts, like ...what
1: happens like in the short term.
0: Yeah, like I was thinking about this. Like, so you see bullpen, like teams, and they like go to their bullpen, and this kind of also reaches back a little bit to position player pitching where they don't want to burn their bullpen. Um presumably because they anticipate being in a game where they actually need their bullpen. But if you can kind of figure out bullpen usage and track it, which obviously we can, um, but use that as a, a way to either like as a manager or as a team like develop your lineup for an upcoming series because you know okay, their starters typically go X number of innings and but their bullpen usage is, you know, like they've used most of their good guys and they're tired and so they're not going to be available in games one or two. Uh, you know, is that something that, that factors in on the team level? And then also, I was thinking about it just in like a daily fantasy kind of thing, mm-hmm. like trying to figure out, usage for... That's why uh, we have the
1: bullpen management tool. Bullpen uh, baseball management practice. tool. This is something I think Dan Brooks built. Maybe. Or came up with originally. Oh, yeah. Maybe someone else built it. Before? I don't know. Anyway. No, yeah, it does say uh, yep. Brooks Baseball. Yeah. Uh, so like, not just, just kind of like how you, it's more about how guys have been used. Mm-hmm. But I think you can infer workload from it as well. We used to have is there something separate that does it? But you But yeah, I think that that's an absolutely important thing because you kind of know that, like maybe a certain lefty is not available later in the game. Right. You know that, so maybe you're not as worried about stacking two lefties together in the lineup. It's like oh, that guy threw 42 pitches yesterday.
0: Yep, we're not they going don't to have him. another
1: lefty. Yep. I can put, you know. So yeah, I absolutely think that looking at what the other manager t- has done recently, now it's harder because you mentioned one one of the reasons is because their they're, they're teams are not as there's no not as much of a stigma with position player pitching. <laughs> I would right. say, yeah, uh, maybe there'll be a backlash and there will be one, but everybody's doing it. Even Mike Scotia did it for the first time. Uh, 19 years last guy to do it for angels was chilly davis who's now the hitting coach for the cubs uh and so you have this uh okay you know it was a blowout but they didn't burn their arms so but you know that you have that information you know so you're going to have more likely of guys being saved and you also probably be looking at a transaction <laughs> right yeah it's just a 10-day dl uh, and, you know, you can demote guys, revolving door guys to minors, again, 10 days between call-ups and, and if you have enough guys with options. So there's ways to mitigate it. Uh, so I think that's, like, one of the first things that teams do after a game
0: is, is, talk, to go is through the this. general
1: manager talking to the manager, like, in the post-game kind of uh, assessment of things. Like, what, what do we got to do to get ready for tomorrow based on what just happened today? Do you need another arm in the bullpen? Is are are do you know do you, are you going to be okay with what we have, you know, or or do you feel like you're going to need another guy to go to? All right, fine. Well, can you go with one less infielder? We can do this, and like they figure out based on what the manager has uh, has done and anticipates doing in the next you know upcoming game or games. And they'll actually, you know, make transactions directly pretty fast. That's what—that's one of the first things you have to do after a game, or even in a game. (laughs) If a guy gets hurt, you got to. Oh yeah, you know it. Like it's the thirteenth inning, and you're bringing in tomorrow's starter. It's time to make a phone call and get someone else. Like you you know, it's like there's things like that, but. You, that's one of those, you know, okay, if we're going to need to bolster the rotation tomorrow, we've got to make a decision right now so we have time to do it. So that's usually something that literally happens after every game. Um, otherwise, you know, maybe you don't have to when it's a nice one, nothing cruising, you know, shut out or something. <laughs> but yeah. generally speaking, that's part of post game assessment is what, what type of roster implications will this have? so yes yes to your that, question
0: that is a thing
1: and sure. I definitely would recommend that if you're playing fantasy baseball that you would look at that if you can if it's a daily league or at least daily lineups whatever you should definitely be aware of like you know people do it all the time right like they swap out their closer if their yeah. guy just like three three days in a row they know he's not gonna get the game so you, you don't you don't put him in that day so same You know it just trickles down more and more and you, you can probably look and say, yeah, you know what? That's a worn down rotation and a worn down entire bullpen. And it might be a deciding factor. Right. It's yeah.
0: advantageous for
1: the, yeah, team maybe it, or yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. it maybe be just kind of, it's good information to, to take a look at. I mean, yeah. it's, Let's, it matters.
0: Yeah. I, I think it's like a, it's a piece of the puzzle. It seems like, um, yeah, it's certainly not, the end all be all the the only thing that matters but uh, something something interesting so yeah I was thinking about that though that was uh, percolating as they say like coffee mm. delicious
1: we should get a coffee sponsor yes we should
0: no I have I, something no
1: I, <laughs> I, I do and if you're listening drop me a line you know who you are. It's probably not listening. It's too good taste.
0: Yeah, exactly. You're not gonna waste time on this filler. <laughs>
1: it's good filler. <laughs> it's like marshmallow fluff. <laughs> mm. Mm, delicious. All right, but yeah, watch the games, people. And you know, not you'll be know, down fourteen nothing. Teams are pumped up about things because it matters that much to them. To play and even play well even if, even if it's after a disastrous inning that if they can play well it, it, this just is meaningful baseball just you know these are competitors with pride and have worked hard to get it to this point so yeah this isn't the highest level of play of baseball you're going to see but it's good and it's worth supporting
0: totally so we'll link up all these different things in the show notes we'll talk to you guys next time goodbye baseball If you should
1: lose me, oh, yeah, you lose a good thing. If you should
0: lose me, oh, yeah,
1: you lose a good thing.